Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Tainis daf Chaf Hey, the last daf in the third parak of Masechus Tainis, the Pirka de Chasida, and it lives up, this daf lives up to, uh, to that title as we have many, many more stories of uh, tzaddikim and of uh, stopping uh, of a lack of rain. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and Arnold's wife and children. It's also sponsored by Friends of the Beach, Minyan Lizchus Rafur Shalema for Arya David Alevi Ben Yehuda Shira. And it's also sponsored by Avi and Esti Goldstein and family, Lizei their beloved son, my beloved Talmud, Zachary Goldstein, Chaim Tzvi Ben Avram, upon his third yard site, which is Wednesday, the 4th of Teves, his Neshama Shnevan Aliyah. And we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So we are holding about 10 lines from the bottom of the page on Daf Chav Beis. We are at Rabbi Chanina Ben Dosa, and the Gemara is going to have eight different stories about Rabbi Chanina Ben Dosa, and that's going to take us till past the midpoint of Chav Hayamad Aleph. Then the Gemara is going to talk about the dream of Rabbi Lazar Ben Padas, about his poverty. He had some sort of dream relating to his poverty and a conversation that he had with the Rebona Shalom about his poverty. And then the Gemara is going to have five different stories about fasting for, for rain. Two, uh, two stories where initially it didn't rain and then other stories as well about fasting for rain. And, uh, and along the way, we're going to learn how Klal Yisrael is compared both to an Erez and to a Tamar, to two different types of uh, trees, and why we're compared to two different types of trees. The Gemara is going to talk about Rabbi Eliezer fasting and praying for rain, but not in, him being not as effective as Rabbi Akiva, and why it is that Rabbi Akiva's tfilos were more effective than those of Rabbi Lazar. And then the Gemara is going to talk about how deeply saturated the ground has to be to you, until you get to the point uh, where uh, where you don't daven for rain anymore. And the Gemara is going to discuss what happens if it rains on a fast day and how early on the fast day would you say that if it rains, you no longer need to fast. And when do we say, you know what, once we started the fast, we're going to continue the fast, we're going to finish the fast, even though it already began to rain on that fast day. So let's begin again, Chavdalim and Beis, 10 lines from the end of the page. Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa was traveling and it started to rain. So he offered a tefillah and he said, everyone else is happy because they, they need rain, but it's really annoying for me because I'm trying to travel and it's difficult to travel when it's raining. So Pasuk Mitra, right away it stopped raining. When he got to his house, he got to his house, he said, everyone is bizarre because it's not raining and Hanina's okay because I don't own any fields or anything, so I don't need it to rain, but Asamitra, it started to rain. So I'm Rav Yosef, my, meaning either way, it's not right. It's not right that people should be bizarre. So once he was home, it, uh, you know, it started to rain. I'm Rav Yosef, look how powerful Rabbi Hanina Bendosa's tefillah is that he's able to uh, to affect the rain based on uh, his own travel schedule. So Kohen Gadol's tefillah doesn't stand a chance against Rabbi Hanina Bendosa. Ditnan, where we see Kohen Gadol's tefillah relates to this, on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol goes out into the base Achitzon and he's mispala the Tefila Ketzara. My Matzli, what is the Tefila Ketzara that he davens? Rav Barad v'Rav Barad Damri Tarvayu Mishmeid Rav Yehuda. They both said in the name of Rav Yehuda, Yiratzam Lefnecha Hashem Elkeinu Shtei Hashana Azu Kishuma Ushchuna. They did the Kohen Gadol davens that the year should be a rainy and hot year. Shchuna Mal, you see, is a hot year a good thing?
thing. Adrab agriusi. No, it's going to dry up the ground. It's going to be much more difficult if it's a hot year. Ela im shchuna tegeshumatulula. No, the tefillah is that if it is a hot year, then it should be compensated for with extra rain and extra dew in order to still moisten the ground. Then the Kohen Gadol will continue, and this is the part that we're interested in, this is the part that, that, that uh, we're bringing this for, that the tefillah of the Ovaridrachim should not come to, to, to your uh, attention, Rebbe Shalom. Rav Yehuda, and Rav Rava concluded the tefillah in the name of Rav Yehuda, that this is all part of the tefillah Ktsara, that the, uh, the, 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 the rulership should not, uh, should not, should not uh, leave the house of Yehuda, and the Jewish people should not require Parnassah from each other, nor should they require to accept Parnassah from other people. But the middle part of that tefillah is that people who are traveling and don't want it to rain might ask that the Rebbe Shalom should make it not rain. So Hashem, don't listen to those tefillahs. But you see, when Rabbi Chanin ben was traveling and he didn't want it to rain, Hashem did listen to his tefillah. So the tefillah of the Kohen Gadol doesn't stand a chance against the tefillah of Rabbi Chanin ben Second story of Rabbi Chanin ben Dosa. Am Rabbi Demarav bechol yom v'yom bas kol yotzis v'meres kol yom kulon lizam b'shvil chanin b'niv chanin b'niv dayu b'kav chiruv merev shabbos merev shabbos that uh, every single day a baskel would come out and say that the entire world is uh, supported because of the zuchus of chanin b'niv of Rabbi Chanin ben Dosa. But he himself, he's he's living in poverty. He has a kav chiruvim from erev shabbos to erev shabbos. That's all he can afford. One kav of buxer. That's all. That's all he eats. And you find this very often that in the zuchus of the tzaddik, the whole world is supported, but the tzaddik himself doesn't get that bracha. He's not the recipient of that bracha. He's, it's just channeled through him to everybody else. And that's what Rabbi Chanin ben Dosa was like. The third story of Rabbi Chanin ben Dosa, his wife used to heat up the oven every Arab Shabbos, even though they didn't have anything to put in the oven, she'd put something into the oven that would make it smoke, that would make, uh, that, that would make it look like she was baking something, so smoke would come up from the oven. But, uh, but, and she would do that, because it was embarrassing for her that she had nothing to put in the oven. Rashi says she was embarrassed because her, her neighbors were all baking nice chalas, uh, uh, and she wasn't doing anything. Magin Avram and Simon Reish Membez uses this as the source for the idea that one is supposed to bake, L'Kavet Shabbos, that a person is uh, proper to bake, L'Kavet Shabbos, Dark Moshe brings a raya from the Mordechai that the women used to bake in their, the, the, uh, in, the, in their homes, past L'Kavet Yom Tov, and he says there were no way to, be, to bake L'Kavet Shabbos as well, and he says it's Mitakaras Ezra, that a woman would, bake up, would wake up early in order to bake on Arab Shabbos, so the Chidah in Machzik Bracha wonders, Takaras Ezra was only that she would wake up early to bake on a day that she needed to bake in order that she will have a past Mitzvah that she'll have uh, bread in order to give to poor people. It doesn't say anything in Takana Ezra about Erev Shabbos, so maybe this, the Magen Avram says, is a better source, that, uh, that you find that it was uh, called Mali de Shabbata. It was on Erev Shabbos. She didn't want to be embarrassed from her neighbors. Her neighbors were baking on Erev Shabbos, so that's a raya, that one is supposed to bake on Erev Shabbos. The Kavit Shabbos person is supposed to bake, uh, bake challah. She had a certain neighbor who was not a nice
nice woman. And Amram Michti, and the neighbor said, you know, I know that uh, the Rabbi Chanin Bendosa's wife doesn't have anything. So I don't understand how her oven is always smoking up. She doesn't have anything to put in it. So Michael Lehi, what's going on over here? So she wanted to be Yanta and she wanted to look what was going on. So Azla Vitarfa Ababa, she went and she knocked on Mrs. Chanina Bendosa's door. So Bikhanin Bendosa's wife, Rebetzin Khanin Bendosa, was uh, was embarrassed that she was going to be caught without any food and that she's doing this whole ruse in order to make it look like she's baking. So she went into an inner room where she won't be seen. As the neighbor was peering through the window, she saw a, 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 an oven full of bread and a kneading bowl full, full of dough. That, uh, that, that's, uh, that's what it saw. So the neighbor said, uh, Mrs. Chanina Mendoza, Rebetzin, you better go grab the uh, the kalim that you need to do Radiyas Hapas to take the dough out of your oven and say all your bread is about to burn. She couldn't believe it, but the oven was full of bread. So Amrullah, the wife of Chanina Mendoza said, Yeah, yeah, that's why I went into the inner room. I went to go fetch the uh, kalim that I need in order to take the bread out of the oven. Satana afi lahavi marda nichnasa She wasn't even lying. That's actually why she went into the room because she was melamedes benisim. So she knew that Akash Baruch was going to make a nace for her. So she knew she was going to need those uh, the, those kalim. Rav Yaakov Emden raises the question. But wait a second. It's also been to be nehene mi meisenisim. So how was she allowed to use that bread? So it doesn't say anywhere that she used that bread. But maybe even the hanaa of being saved the embarrassment. How was she allowed to be nehene from meisenisim? So Rav Yaakov Emden says that uh, she must have had a little bit of flour and uh, she needed a very very tiny amount of dough and put that in the oven and you find by the Maisa uh, uh, of the of the Isa Tzarafis in the Malachim Parak Aleph and the Maisa of Eishas Ovadia in Malachim Aleph rather and the Maisa of Ovadia in Malachim, uh, in Malachim Beis where you find that uh, that there were two Nevi'im Gedolim and uh, they needed a nace and the, the, the nace needed something to be chal on the Isa to be Nana Maisa Nisa maybe is only when it's a Yesh Me'ayim kind of nace but maybe if it starts with something and the nace is a nace of Reboy the nace is a nace of an expansion of that which already exists, maybe in such a case there's no Isser to be Nana from uh, from Maisa Nisim. So uh, that way she was able to be Nana in this case. So now says the Gemara, another story about Rabbi Chanin ben I think we're up to story number four. His wife said, you know, it's very difficult to live in poverty like this. How long are we going to live like this? So I'm love my Navid. He said, well, what would you like me to do? So by Rachmidi Nesulachmidi. Well, you have this great Koach HaTfila. Go, Davin, that you should get something. And on the margin it adds in the girsa that the actual original plan was that you should get some of the good that's coming to you in the Olam Ha'emes so you should uh, get an advance payment on uh, that which you deserve so hand came out from heaven and he got one leg of a golden table which is obviously very valuable a golden table leg so Chazi and then he saw in a dream, and uh, that all the other tzaddikim were eating on a, on a table that had three legs, and he, La'as Adava, is going to be eating on a table that has only two legs. So I'm going with all the gear sauce that changes on the side. So I'm Allah. So he said to his wife, Is that how you want it to be? That La'as Adava, everyone's going to have a full table, and our table's going to be, uh, you know, unstable because it's only going to have two legs so I'm laying my nub so she said well what can we do now we already got the leg of the table 
So by Rachmi didn't shkalinu minach. You got to daven that uh, they should take it away from you. So by Rachmi v'shaklu, they daven and they took it away. Tana gadolaya neis haachron yoser minarishon. The second miracle is greater than the first miracle. The gemiri demev yavi mishkalu shakli because typically there's a tradition that while things are take are, are given minashemayim, things are are rarely taken back minashemayim. So what what do the three legs represent? So the marsha writes that it's what it says in the Mishnah, in the first parak of Pirkei Avos, al so for those three, those who are zocha, uh, those who are mamid the world, are zocha to have a, a table that has three legs that represent those three amudei uh, olam. So they, that's the shlosha regalim, and the regal shalzav that they gave to him was he just davened for it, says the marsha. So he just uh, took advantage of the amuda tefila. So you're going to use the tefila right now. You daven for this help right now. Here's the amuda tefila. You're not going to have the Amunah Tefillah. You're only going to have uh, Torah and Gemil Chasadim. You're not going to have Avoda, which is uh, Tefillah. Rav Chaim Velazhner, in his commentary to Pirkei Avos in Ruach Chaim, says that no, that what they gave him was the Amunah of Gemil Chasadim. Because as we said, that uh, when it's Sadik sometimes has great Zuchuyos, he's able, it, it, he's a conduit for all those uh, Zuchuyos to help the rest of the world. But it doesn't help him. And that's the greatest Chesed that Sadik can ever do. That he's helping the rest of the world through his Zuchuyos. So if uh, Tzaddik is going to help himself through his zuchiyos, then he ceases to do the greatest chesed that he could do, which is allowing his zuchiyos to help everybody else. So since he now is benefiting from his own zuchiyos, he's losing out on the amud of Gemilus chasadim. So th- that's the leg that was given to him in this story. A fifth story of Ruchim Mendoza. One Ben Ashmash of Arab Shabbos, he saw that his daughter was sad. So Amr Labiti said, uh, he said to her, my daughter, in Lamaya why you said I lit Shabbos candles and now I realize that I accidentally put vinegar into my uh, nair instead of putting oil into my nair so I don't know how it's going to last I need I need light for Shabbos Shalom Bayis is adif you know it's important to have Shalom Bayis it's important to have nair for Shabbos and it's not going to last so I'm like why does that bother you the same Kodesh Baruch that makes oil last can also make Shemin light so in fact, it worked. It stayed lit the whole uh, the whole day. And then they brought uh, they brought or for Avdala. The first time they had, they needed a fire was when it came time for uh, for Avdala. As sort of Zilberstein, there's a whole discussion. What happens if you have a tzaddik that lights near uh, Hanukkah and uh, he accidentally uses vinegar and it works? So is he yotzei the mitzvah of uh, of near Hanukkah? Would you say you're not allowed to be for Meisanisim and that's a Meisanisim? So I don't know how often it happens, but uh, if you have uh, if you have such a shaila now you know where to look. In Chashukei Chemer, he has a whole discussion about, uh, about if, that, if, that, if that happens to you. Rabbi Chinin ben Dosa, a sixth story of Rabbi Chinin ben Dosa. He had certain goats. So his neighbors were telling him, your goats are eating from our fields. You know, they're, they're causing all sorts of uh, trouble. The, uh, the, the uh, Bach changes it on the side. Omar, so he said, you know, if, if in fact they are causing this trouble, let, uh, let, let bears come and eat them, Rashi translates wolves, okay, either bears or wolves, right, Rashi says ze'evim basados, that he translates the word dove as a ze'ev, which is interesting, so let, let, let them be uh, eaten by, uh, by the kinds of animals that, uh, that attack. The low, and, and if, if, you're, if this is a false accusation against my goats, then kolchad v'chad urta duba b'karnayu, then the dark ayatava should change. Each of these goats should come with a uh, dove in their horns that they're able, that, that, that they, uh, 
that they killed, meaning which would be totally uh, total shinoimiderachateva. Goats don't go and kill whether it's a bear or a wolf. They don't kill either one of those things. It goes the other way around. So they should come in the evening uh, having uh, with the, with their uh, with their prey. And that evening, all of his goats came back with the dove in their uh, in their in their horns. A seventh ma'isa. There was a, uh, the, the, a, a neighbor that was uh, building a, a woman uh, in the neighborhood that was building a house and she ordered beams to, uh, to help support the roof of her house and the beams were the wrong size. They didn't reach from one wall to the other. The architect messed up the, uh, the drawings or whatever and the beams didn't go from one end to the other. So Asil Kamei, she came to Rabbi Khanim Bendosa. Uh, what do I do now? So she said, she said to him, I built my house and the beams don't reach. So he said, if I'm going to for you, what's your name? So she said, my name is Icho. Amar Icho nimtu kshureich. That Icho, your beams should reach. Tani yigiu ad shiyotu amalakan va'amalakan. The beam expanded, the beams expanded, they stretched till there was an overhang of one ama on each side. V'yeshomim snifim asa'um. And some say that what happened is that they, 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 uh, not that they stretched, but that, uh, that, that they grew, meaning that there was an additional piece that was added at each end uh, that, that, that remained stable, that, uh, that, that extended an ama on each end of the house, that they were able to, uh, to support the house. Plema says, I saw the house, and Taka, the beams did extend one ama overhang on each side. And everyone knew this was the house Rabbi Khalil Mendoza caused to, uh, to, to, to extend with his, uh, with his, with his The Maril writes that Someone who stands right next to a chola and davens for him should, uh, should does not have to mention the name of the chola. And he brings a raya from Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu davens for Miriam. All he says is kelna rifana la, and he doesn't mention Miriam's name. Now lechora over here you see the opposite. Rabbi Chidin ben says davening for this woman, but before he davens for her, he says, "What's your name? Oh, Icho is my name. Okay, then he davens for her that the beam should uh, should reach. So uh, isn't that uh, against uh, the the raya from Moshe Rabbeinu that the Maril brings that when the is right there. You don't need to mention their names. So Ben Yoyada says, no, there's uh, the, the, the two possibilities. First possibility is that it could be that he was doing the trick of being bodek bishma, that we find that in Chazal sometimes they were able to tell from a person's name, Rabbi Meir was Rabbi Meir Balanes, we find in the Gemara in Yuma that he was bodek bishemos, that, uh, that, that uh, you know, uh, that, 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 what, what was the fellow's name, the innkeeper that Kidar Tapuchosem, I forgot what, I forgot what the fellow, Something about Dor, I forgot what his name was, but he was able to be medayik from his name. What uh, what kind of uh, pr- what kind of person he is? So maybe that's what Rabbi Chaim Bedos was doing. He was trying to be medayik b'shma. He was trying to be medayik in the person's name. The other possibility, says Ben Yoyada, is that there's a difference between when you're davening for a chola and when you're davening for a circumstance that a person is facing in their life. When you're davening for a chola, you don't have to say their name. The person's right there. So you're saying I'm davening for this, for this person. But when you're davening for a circumstance that they're facing, something to do with their house, there's nothing to do with their body, there's nothing to do with the person standing in front of you. It's something that relates to them. Then maybe you have to mention their name in order to uh, make it clear what exactly it is that you're davening for. So says Gemara, wait a second. Let's go back a story. We said before that Rechanin ben had these goats that killed these wolves in order to, uh, to, to demonstrate their innocence. Where did Rechanin ben get goats from? He didn't even have bread to put. He didn't have dough to put in the oven on Arab Shabbos. He ate a kav karuva, mayor of Shabbos, of Shabbos, and he owned goats? Why didn't he maybe sell some of those goats 
doesn't buy food. So how, how did he have goats? He was terribly poor. And plus, on top of that, it's also to have goats. You know, let be megadal be medak in Eretz Yisrael. So, uh, so why, why, how, how did he have, uh, how did he have goats? So Amar Rav Pinchas, here's the eighth story of Ruchin Mendoza. Some, one time, a person was passing by Ruchin Mendoza's house, and he accidentally dropped some chickens. Ruchin Mendoza's wife had found the aveda. So he said, "Let's not eat from these eggs; they don't belong to us. We have to be shomer aveda until we find the bal aveda and return it." But in the meantime, the the, the chicken was laying eggs, and they uh, they had a lot of eggs. And a lot of them hatched, and then now they had a lot of tarnagolim. But it's no fun to live by uh, by a chicken farm. Remember in yeshiva and Karen Biavna, where the kibbutz had a, uh, had a chicken farm nearby. It smells. It could be loud. It's not. It's not fun to live right next to a chicken farm. So makron v'kana b'tmeinizin. So they say, you know, what? let's sell the chickens and we'll buy some goats. So they bought goats instead with the you know a hundred chickens. You can get a goat or something like that. So they I don't know what the exchange rate is exactly, but it's uh, much easier to take care of the goats than to take care of the chickens. One time the fellow who lost the Tarnagolim was walking by that area and he said to his Chaber, Oh, this is where I lost my Tarnagolim. Shamar Rebichinir heard it. He said, Do you have a simon on the Tarnagolim? He said, Yeah. He gave him the simon, and he said, Well, here are your chickens. And he gave him back all the goats because uh, the goats had turned to chickens because uh, they, had, uh, they, they, they had had so much bracha under Rebichinir Medos' watch. Those were the goats that uh, that uh, the neighbors were complaining about that were eating from their fields and that ultimately uh, proved their innocence by bringing the the the, uh, the wolves in their in their horns. So that's the end of the stories of Rebbechin Mendoza. Now says Mar Rebbechin Pedas had a very difficult uh, parnasa. He had a very hard time with parnasa. To the extent that he did bloodletting and he had nothing. He had nothing to eat. Shackle brought the tomb of They used to do bloodletting all the time. Bloodletting was uh, not considered a violation of being chavul ba'atzmo because it was for therapeutic reasons, right? That's what Ramesha brings a riot when someone asks Ramesha if you're allowed to donate blood or you're allowed to give blood. So uh, Ramesha said that uh, that uh, that that it meaning because after all you're being chavul in yourself. So he says it can't be. You can't call something chavala when uh, when when it was done as a therapy, even if we don't understand why it's therapeutic. But if something that Chazal did is therapeutic, then that can't be called Chavala, unless we know it to be dangerous, and it's not dangerous. So you can't call that a uh, Chavala, and therefore uh, it's Mutter. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, someone just emailed me the other day, are you allowed to get tested for antibodies? Uh, so I said, I don't understand the Shaila. Like, what, what are you asking? Are you allowed to get tested for antibodies? He said, I think they're going to take a blood test. So it's uh, Chavala, they're taking blood out of you, and for no reason, you could just be a little more careful. What do you need to know if you have antibodies now. I found that to be a little bit odd. What kind of, I mean, first it's not a chavala, it's not a chavala, and even so, there's a purpose over here in order that you should be able to know if you have, I don't know what exactly you find, you know and how, how reliable or whatever, but let, let's assume that the, that information is very, not a doctor, but let's assume that, uh, and doctors don't seem to know either, but let's assume that that, 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 that information is uh, is reliable. So good, so you have information that's, uh, that's able to help you understand how to live your life. So anyway, so he didn't have anything uh, to eat, so 
So after bloodletting, if you ever donate blood, after they always give, they give you a donut or something, they give you some orange juice, right? They give you something to eat. It's important to, to eat something after blood is taken out of your body. So he didn't have anything. So he took like a, a thing, a, a root of garlic, and he stuck it in his uh, in his mouth. So he got very weak from that, and he fell asleep. The Rabbanu went to see how he was doing. They saw that he was crying in his sleep, and he was smiling in his sleep. And there was like a fire coming out of his forehead. When he woke up, they said, we'd love to know what your dream was. Why were you crying? Why were you laughing? What was going on? I was sleeping there, and HaKadosh Baruch was sitting with me in my dream. And I said to Hashem, how long am I going to live Bitsar? Do you want me to turn the whole world back to the way it was for, to start uh, everything from Tov and then maybe uh, in the next the next go around you'll be born in a mazel of Mizonos you'll be born with a mazel that things will uh, will work out for you. If you redo the whole world even then it's only an Efshar that I might be born with uh, with a better mazel. He says, I have another question for you, Rebbe Shalom. I've lived X number of years so far. Am I more than halfway there? Have I lived longer, or do I have longer to live still in my life? You've already, you're more than the halfway point. So you're past the 50-yard line. Yeah, then it's not worth it. I've already made it most of the way through. You don't need to redo the whole world and see if I'll make it. That in this char of saying that you don't want me to turn the whole world back uh, and redo everything again, in uh, the Olam Ames, you're going to get 13 rivers of a parsimon of, of pure a parsimon oil. Like uh, and the rivers are going to be huge rivers like uh, Paras and Diglas, and you're going to be able to enjoy those rivers. So that's where the smile came from. So he said to the Rambam, "That's it. That's all I get." It's 13 rivers, so Amrli, uh, Hashem said back to him, if I give you more than that, what am I, what's going to be left for your friends? What do you mean? You're Hashem. You could, you could give as much of anything as you want. There are no limits on what you can give. I'm not asking someone who has limited resources. And then he smacked him with, uh, with, with uh, something on his forehead, and that's where the fire came from. And he said, uh, he said, and he said a uh, lashon of uh, some sort of lashon of 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 joy or you know like uh, the, that he enjoyed the conversation with him. So that's where the fire on the forehead came from. Was from that part of the conversation. So the crying was probably because he was going to die soon, and the uh, or he was going to die sooner than when he, when he was born. The laughing was probably because he found out what he was going to get. That he was going to get all these wonderful rivers, and the fire in his forehead came from that. You know, there's a discussion in the post. If uh, yeah, there's such a halacha called an isha katlanis, a woman is married to two men and they both die, meaning uh, consecutively, each uh, the, the husband dies, she gets remarried, and the husband dies again. So the halacha is we paskin the that betrays him the chazaka. That two times is already a chazaka. She's an isha katlanis. She's not allowed to get married anymore. You have to assume that uh, that, that that she's uh, that it's her mazel that's killing her her husbands. We pass in that way the So uh, the post can discuss what happens 
happens if a uh, husband dies uh, with a misa that's not a natural misa, not not because of uh, of, of, of of holy, where you can't say that she's the one that caused the uh, the holy uh, and the the uh, and the husband is an avarian. Do you say that it's more mistaver that it's not her mazel? The guy's a machal shabbos. The guy's uh, an avarian. It's probably his mazel that did it to him that caused him to die. So would you say such a thing? So there's a tshuva in the Beis Shlomo where he says that uh, the, if the husband's an avarian, it's more mistaver to be tole in his mazel than in her mazel. In fact, in the Minchas Pitim in uh, Ebene Ezra Simintas, he's mochiach from the Ramban that uh, by the by Erva Onan, why didn't Tamar become a katlanis? Her husband's died, so uh, Elamite. They were they were they were doing terrible things. So they, it's more mistaver that they died because they were doing terrible things. So based on that, Rav Breish has a tshuva in Chelkas Yaakov in uh, Ebene Ezra Simulamet Hey Osei about a woman who lost two husbands. One of them died in a car crash, and the other one died in a, an airplane uh, crash. And uh, that, that's pretty, uh, you know, you, you think that, that that doesn't happen every day. And he said, uh, but they lived in Argentina, and it was Karov Levada, anyone who lived in Argentina in those days is Mechal Shabbos, so you could be told that it's their mazel, not her mazel. She's not an aguna, she's allowed to get remarried. So in the Tshuva's Divrei Chaim, he says in the Tshuva to the Beis Shlomo, that you cannot be somich on a svara to save a woman from being katlanis, that the husband was a Russia, so probably he died from his mazel. And he says, uh, because a lot of times, they, your tzitkus and rishos doesn't determine your lot in life. And he brings a raya, that here you have a, a tzad gamur, and yet uh, it's all because he was born in a mazel. What does Baruch Hu say? That maybe if I redo the whole world, you'll be born in a mazel, then now you'll be able to have uh, some parnasa efshar. Then now you'll be able to have some parnasa. He's a tzad gamur, and yet still, still then the mazel could be could be what it is. So it's not always about the tzitkus. We do believe in Tzchar It's all going to even out in the Olam Ha'emes. But based on, uh, on on whether a person's an Avarian or a Tzaddik is not going to determine his Mazel. The Mazel can overpower the Tzitkos and, uh, and, 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 and whether the person is an Avarian. So that's what the Divrei Chaim brings in Araya in his Tshuva to the, uh, to the Beis Shlomo. Okay, Vaitu and the second very wide line. Rabbi Chambar Chanina Gozer Tanis of Allah Samit. Rabbi Chambar Chanina was Gozer Tanis. Didn't work. It didn't rain. So Rabbi Shubat Levi Gozer Tanis of Allah They said, you know, Rabbi Shubat Levi used to, used to be Gozer Tanis and it would rain right away. What's wrong with you? Samalu, Hana, Habar Levi. Yeah, because he was a bigger tzaddik than me. What do you want from me? Let's get together and have Kavana in our tefillah, and maybe the Tzibur's heart will break, and that will cause it to rain. So, it didn't rain. Uh, do you want uh, the rain to come? They, so, the, the tzaddikim of the generation said, Do you want the rain to come in our zuchus instead of in the zuchus of the Tzibur? They said, Yeah, we'll take it however it can come. So, right away, Davin, uh, heavens, let your let your face be covered with clouds. Lohichsi, it didn't work. Summer, kama azipnei How stubborn are the are the, are the face of the rakia? So ichsi vasamitra. That was enough when they said kama azipnei rakia. So we're covered with clouds and it started to rain. Levi goes to Tani. So a second story about fasting for rain. Levi was goes to Tani. It's velosamitra and it didn't rain. You're up there sitting on your kisei kavod and you're not even rachmanis and your children. Also mitra, it started to rain. Itva, but Levi became crippled. The person shouldn't speak with chutzpah toward the Rebun Shalom. Because look what happened to Levi. He was Matiach Tvarm Klape Maila and he lost the ability to walk. Umanu Levi. The Adam Gadol we're talking about is Levi. Is that really what caused Levi to lose his ability to walk?
Chak. The Gemara Masecha Sukkah tells us that when we talk about the simple space of Shueva, and they used to practice Kida, so Levi demonstrated what Kida was, and essentially he was doing a headstand on his face, and uh, that caused him to uh, to have a, a severe spinal cord injury, and that's why he was unable to, to walk anymore. So isn't that why Levi was uh, was unable to walk? Not because he was Hitiach Dvarim Klape Maila? Says Mar Havaha Garmale. No, they both caused, uh, caused that to happen, which Pashtus means that one is the Avera for which he w- was left vulnerable for this, and the other is how it happened. By being Matiach, Dvarim Klape Maila, that left him vulnerable to uh, suffering from, uh, from, 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 uh, from a bad fate, and, and, and the time that it had happened was when he was doing something dangerous. So the way it physically happened in this world was when he was uh, doing a, a headstand on his face. Rabbi Chir Bar Lulaini, Shaminu Lahanach Anani, Dekaamri, he heard clouds talking to each other, and they were saying, "Let's go make it. Let's go bring rain onto Amunumov." So the clouds were over Eretz Yisrael, and they were saying, "Let's get out of here. Let's go to Amunumov and make it rain there by uh, by Amunumov." So he wasn't happy about that. So when you were giving the Torah to all of to 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 you went to all the other nations to ask if they wanted the Torah, and none of them wanted it. And now you're going to give rain to the other nations. So let it rain over here. So they uh, they 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 instead rain. The clouds uh, brought down rain right where they were in our. So Agav the Maisa with Rebbe Barlulaini that he brought rain down in his tefillah. The Gemara brings another drasha from Rebbe Barlulaini. Darsh Rebbe Barlulaini Maidechsev Tzadik Hatomer Yifrach and then Keerez Balvonim Yishke. If never Tomer, then never Erez. If a Tzadik is like a Tamar, then why is he like an Erez? If never Erez, then never Tamar. In what way is he like an Erez? In what way is he like a Tamar? So even never Tamar, then never Erez. He see Omer. If it only would have compared a Tzadik to Tamar, I would have said Ma Tamar Ein Giz. That just like a tamar doesn't grow back after it's cut down, so af tzadik chas v'shalom ein gizom machlif. That you would say the same thing about a tzadik that he's not going to get up at tchias hamesim, and that would be a terrible thing to say. The kach nemar eres. That's why we say that a tzadik is like an eres balvanon that uh, that that, uh, that that will be gizom machlif. Ilu nemar eres alone nemar tamar. If we would have said eres and not tamar, you see, amar ma eres ein osaperos af tzadik chas v'shalom ein osaperos. Just like an eres is not doesn't produce fruit, a tzadik also doesn't produce fruit. The kach nemar tamar. That's Tell you that it has the best of both. Wait a second, is an eres something that regenerates? Doesn't the Bryce tell us? If you buy the right to cut down the wood from a tree uh, that belongs to your friend, you need to leave uh, a tefach of tree above ground so that it could regrow, uh, and then recotates, and then you can cut down whatever's above a tefach. If it's a uh, you need to leave two tefach in order to guarantee that it will regrow. If you're buying kanim or gefanim, you need to leave from the knot in the uh, in the trunk and above in order for it to regrow. This is why we're mentioning uh, this whole thing. You can uh, uproot the whole tree. It's not going to regrow anyway. So you see from here that an eras tree does not regrow. So it says, 
Arazim. That's why other Arazim. Kedirab Baruhuna, Dom Rab Baruhuna, Asori Min Arazmin. Mivuz Zuzvin Eres and Eres Balvanon Yishke. That's uh, the uh, the Ein 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 Gizo Machlif. But so 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 the the and there are lots of types of uh, of, of of Arazim. So Kedirab Baruhuna, Dom Rab Baruhuna, Asori Min Arazmin. Shnemar Etin Bamidvar Eres Shita Vahadas Vegomer. It has a whole list of Mine Arazim. So you Rosh Hashanah Gimel. Adds uh, three more that the pasuk doesn't mention. There was a story with Rabbi Laza that he was uh, that, that that he was goes there thirteen tainios al tzibur v'loyaduk sham and it didn't rain. Ba'achrona his chilu at tzibur lotzes at the end the tzibur started leaving shul. Amalem tekantem kvarim latzvachem. He said to them, I hope you dug graves for yourselves because uh, it's not raining. We're we're stuck. So go kolam v'bchias. So that caused everyone to get very emotional. And they cried v'yaduk shamim even when the Shari Tfilah are Ninalu, the Shari Dima are not Ninalu. So crying helps. Shuv Maisa Rebbe Lazar, another story of the Rebbe Lazar, is the fifth story of it uh, not raining. Sharad Lufnei Ateva, Va'amar Esmer Abba Brachos, he davened and he said 24 Brachos, Va'lonen and he wasn't answered. Rabbi Akiva Akhrav, Rabbi Akiva then davened, Va'amar Avinu Malkeinu Eilana Melech Halato, Avinu Malkeinu Laman Charachem Aleinu, V'yardu Gishab, he said Avinu Malkeinu and it started to rain. Havamurani Rabbanan, the Rabbanan were mocking and he said that uh, that he wasn't answered, and Rabbi Kiva was answered. Yatsa Baskal the Amr, so Baskal came out and said, Lomne Shazeh Gadol Mizah. It's not because Rabbi Kiva is greater than Rabbi Lazar. El Shazeh Mavrel Midosav, Vizeino Mavrel Midosav. It's a Rabbi Kiva is not naturally inclined to uh, to observe all the mitzvahs, and he has to break his midos in order to be on that madrega, whereas Rabbi Eliezer comes much more naturally to him to be on that on that, uh, on that madrega. But you see, what was the tefillah that Rabbi Kiva said that worked? It was the tefillah of Avinu Malkeinu, and this is. Uh, this is the basis of uh, the Beis Yosef quotes from the Kolbo based on this Gemara uh, that, uh, that, that, uh, that, that uh, the power of Avinu Malkeinu uh, that uh, when they saw that, that, that it worked they uh, started adding extra bakashos and tachrunim in that format of Avinu Malkeinu and they were Kovea Dafka to use it in Aserus Yimei Tshuva that's quoted in the Raman that that's where Avinu Malkeinu that's why we say Avinu Malkeinu during, in times of desperation in times of Aserus Yimei Tshuva that's why during uh, Corona, Rav uh, Shachter told us that we should say Avinu Malkeinu every day. That's what it's for. It's for de- desperate times. You say Avinu Malkeinu. Tanu Rabbanan. I must say you show me yardim atzim poskim How much rain does it have to happen? Have have to come in order for us to stop fasting? Kimlo berach hamacharisha. When the, the the ground gets saturated to the depth of where the plow goes into the ground. Divra Meir. Becham Romim becharava tefach becharava tefach. If it was dry ground and and it gets saturated up until the tefach of deep, that's a lot of rain. And you could stop fasting. Bebeninus, if it's somewhat moist ground, tfachayim. Then if it saturates two tfachim of ground, ba'avuda, if it's already plowed ground, shloshet tfachim. Where it's easier for the water to penetrate, then it's three tfachim deep. Tainer b'shem elazar omer in the katafak milumal l'shein tam yotzi l'kraso shloshet tfachim. If a tefach saturates uh, of rain goes into, if if rain saturates the ground, the tefach deep, then you know the tahom has gone up three tfachim in that time of water coming up. For tainer tfachayim, but didn't we learn that it's two tfachim that the ratio is one tefach down to two tefachim up, so lo kasha. Kan ba'avuda, kan b'shein avuda. It depends if the ground was uh, avuda. If the ground was avuda, so then the rain saturates it much more quickly. So uh, so then one, if it's one tefach uh, uh, deep, then it's only coming up two tefachim from the depths. But if it was eina avuda, then uh, by the time it gets one tefach uh, uh, of rain into the depth of the ground, you can have three tefachim coming up from the tome. Amar of lozuk shemach, shemenaskin the samayim b'chag. When we do nis chamayim and sukkas, tome, amar the depths 
say to the other depths of uh, the Ma'ima Elyonim and the Ma'ima Tachtonim talk to each other and they say, that, uh, that you hear the, 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 the sounds of our two friends, the Nisachamayim and the Nisachayayin. Shemar Tomal Tom Kori Lukotzinarecha. Amr Abeli Dichazili Hai Ridya. I saw that Malach was Mamun al Gashamim. Ridya is a Malach on rain. Dummy Igla Tilta. He's like an eye. He looks like an, 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 an animal, a, a third born calf. Pierces of Fase and his uh, lips were were cracked. And he stood in between the Shemayim and the and the, and the ocean. And he would tell the heavens. Throw some uh, water down on the ground. They should have uh, the water should rise up. If they were fasting and it rained before Netzach if it rained before Netzach you don't have to finish the fast. But after Netzach Yashlimu, Divra Meir, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Kodem Chatzos Lo Yashlimu, Lach Chatzos Yashlimu. Netzach is not the cutoff point. Chatzos is the cutoff point because most people don't eat till Chatzos anyway. So it's only that you had a fast if Chatzos passed. Rabbi Yossi Yomar Kodem Teisha Shos Lo Yashlimu Lachate Shos Yashlimu That since some Malachim don't eat until nine hours into the day, for some people it's only Nikr that the fast started once you're ready nine hours into the day. Shekin Matzin Vachem Melech Yisol Shasana Mitesha Shos Lomayla Shemar Esa Kinichna Achav That we find when Achav had to fast, he said when he was doing Tshuva, he fasted only starting nine hours into the day because that would be his normal time to eat. Okay, we didn't get quite where I wanted to get, but as Hashem will pick up with Rabbi Yehudin Nesiyah Gaz Tanisa tomorrow, and that's when we'll finish the parak and we should move on to the next parak. Have a great day, everyone. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Dave. <laughs>